Hey, y'all. I'm Erin Haynes, the host of The Amendment, a brand new weekly podcast on gender, politics, and power, brought to you by the 19th News and Wonder Media Network. You've probably heard the news that this election year, our democracy is at stake. On The Amendment, I'm breaking down what that actually means, specifically for the marginalized folks who depend on our democracy the most. This is a show that dives past the headlines and gets clear on the unfinished work of our democracy. Listen to The Amendment now, wherever you get your podcasts. La política tiene que ser eh, un espacio para las ideas y para la gente, no solamente un espacio. Politics has to be a space for ideas and for the people. Not only a space for privilege and power, a place where people fall in love, where the people want to be. Because if the people are not in politics, it allows absolutely anything that has nothing to do with the people to happen. People say to me, you gotta be crazy. How can you sing in times like these? Don't you read the news? Don't you know the score? How can you sing when so many others grieve? By way of a reply, I say a fool such as I. Who sees a song as somewhere to begin? Hello, I'm Anat Shanker Osorio, and this is Words to Win By. Today, we're headed to the Dominican Republic, where an indomitable team steeped in grassroots activism but new to electoral politics ran an entirely improbable campaign under the banner Buena Politica, or Good Politics an idea that went beyond their slogan to become the organizing principle infused into every element of their campaign. The voice you heard at the top of the show was a translation of Franiel Genau, campaign leader for the political party Alianza País. We also have a Spanish-language version of this episode, if you want to hear from Franiel and the other incredible organizers in their own words. But this story begins a little earlier, about 10 years back with Alianza's future nominee, José Horacio Rodríguez. He was a youth activist fighting for many causes, chiefly against the environmental destruction that major corporations had unleashed. In 2009, a plan to revamp the country's constitution to make it more conservative further cemented his activism. It was in protesting this constitution that José Horacio first felt drawn to move from outside agitation to insider electoral politics. Here's how he describes it. I remember protesting in front of the National Congress, carrying banners in our hands saying, that's not my constitution. I believe that moment planned this little seat inside of me, that it was necessary to occupy those decision-making spaces in Congress. Because if there were political actors inside Congress, People who made decisions that echo the demands of the people, of young people for more rights. There's no use in protesting outside if there's nobody inside who listens. At this time, the Dominican Republic had a majority conservative government. The Dominican Liberation Party had been in power since 2004. In late 2016, a major scandal broke. A Brazilian construction company called Odebrecht paid millions of dollars in bribes to various countries in Africa and Latin America for special construction contracts. 
the Dominican Republic was one of the highest paid countries on that list. This fueled distrust in the government. People were getting fed up with the corruption on display among their leaders. One of the people helping make sense of this corruption and formulate effective pushback to it was Virginia Antares Rodriguez, José Horacio's sister. El país venía de un proceso de movilización muy fuerte los dos años. The country was at the end of a two-year period of a very strong process of mobilization, fighting against corruption and impunity in the most massive mobilizations ever seen in the Dominican Republic. A movement that was called the Green March of Hope to end impunity erupted on the release of the Odebrecht scandal. And that's the straw that broke the camel's back and started a process of mobilization in which we also participated very actively. It was intense and delegitimized the government and the politicians, taking into consideration that this was a government that had been in power for practically 20 years with a small interruption. It was an increasingly authoritarian government. So within this context, we also felt that there was an opportunity to channel that discontentment and the demand by the people to see a politician that was quite different from the one of corrupted politicians that had been in government for so many years. Virginia and José Horacio were among a cohort of activists ready to force a change in Dominican politics, entering the electoral arena with a background in advocacy and organizing. They took part in the electoral process in 2016 as part of Opción Democrática, a center-left political party founded a year earlier. But their candidate lost. It was a very important experience for us because we entered the process from a very naive place, thinking that since our platform was the best, it would generate turnout. And that wasn't true. As much as for our limited ability to communicate our proposals and as for our limited ability to deal with electoral campaign logistics and everything that they entail, it was a very rough experience and I would say a little traumatic. But it helped us to learn to reflect and say it's okay to understand the real obstacles and barriers to realize how this dynamic works and to acknowledge what we needed to do in order to get greater receptivity from voters. This only made them and their colleagues and allies more insistent on creating a campaign of their own, on their own terms, with a clear, resonant message and corresponding strategy, as positive and morally grounded as their ideals. Jose Horacio, who had previously been Secretary General of Opción Democrática, would become their candidate. Virginia, marrying theoretical understanding with practical guidance, would serve as an advisor. And Franiel, long steeped in politics and deeply knowledgeable about social media, would manage the broader team. In 2020, Opción Democrática merged with Alianza País. Franiel joined this newly merged party and saw the incredible promise of José Horacio as a candidate. O sea, o lo que queríamos era identificar y apoyar candidaturas de personas que tuvieran los mínimos que nosotros considerábamos. We wanted to identify and support candidates who had the minimum we deemed necessary for a good candidate. This was a commitment to transparency, a commitment to the set of ideas that we had, which went from the commitment to deepen the democratic model we have to the serious commitment to preserve the environment. Transparency not only in campaigning, but also with the public sector. In the fight against corruption, the matter that we are here to fight for rights, for example, women's rights. 
And when I found out that Jose Horacio announced his candidacy, I said, that's the campaign space where we need to participate. Jose Horacio's radio ad defined Buena Política. La Buena Política suma por las ideas y los valores que nos unen. Porque quienes creemos en la buena política, lo que queremos a cambio de nuestro voto es una buena gestión de lo público. Alguien que vaya al poder a defender nuestros intereses. Esta candidatura es una invitación a iniciar la transición de nuestra ciudadanía y de nuestro país hacia una buena política. Esa que educa, que limpia, que rinde cuentas, que cumple y hace cumplir las leyes. Junto a ustedes vamos a demostrar que la buena política puede ganar en nuestro país. This ad says good politics sums up the ideas and values that unite us. Because those of us who believe in good politics want our votes to equal the good use of what is public. Someone who goes into power to protect our interests. This candidacy is an invitation to begin a transition of our citizens and of our country toward good politics. That educate, that purify, that add up, that deliver, and make people deliver on our laws. Together, we're going to demonstrate that good politics can win in our country. Vote Jose Horacio, Alianza País, for Congress. Jose Horacio announced his candidacy in May of 2019 for a May 2020 election. In the Dominican Republic, a year is considered a very long lead time. Part of the reason for that advance notice was because, from the very beginning, his campaign knew they wanted to set themselves apart from the pay-to-play politics endemic to the Dominican Republic. Para construir un proyecto de este tipo que no cuenta con esas estructuras. In order to build this kind of project without the structure and the machinery of the major parties or the resources of the other big parties, we needed time and we needed to go out with an advantage against the other candidates. But while Jose Horacio was well liked by those who knew him, he was not well known. Jose Horacio's team didn't have the same resources or backgrounds as their competitors. But also, people in the Dominican Republic were sick of the big-time political machines. In order to play against the major parties, they couldn't just try and level the playing field. They had to play on completely different terrain. Sí, ahí nosotros teníamos claro que teníamos que diferenciarnos de esa... We clearly knew that we had to differentiate ourselves from them, from the opposition, from the dominant political forces that had all the resources available in the world not only at the level of party structure, but also at the level of financial resources. So if traditional politicians compete in the field of massive publicity, we needed to find an alternative. First, because we didn't have the resources to win in that field. And second, because that was the idea. In other words, if you have the resources, it means that you are competing with others that are doing the same. Also, there was a rejection. People rejected the excessive spending, the publicity that fills up the streets and the advertising panels. How do we compete against that? I first met Virginia and learned of this landmark campaign during a training I did on principles of persuasion for Latin American activists hosted by Amnesty International. Y ahí, Anat, tú también fuiste influyente para nosotros porque yo te había descubierto en internet, yo te lo mencioné. There, Anat, you also were very influential for us because I discovered you on the internet, as I mentioned to you. And when I read part of your guides and your approach to affirmative communications, I connected them with a lot of experiences of other social movements. It confirmed the several reflections that I had, and I told Jose Horacio, I found a fabulous guide that will help us with the campaign. 
We have to see how we adapt it into Spanish in the Dominican context, but that's the way. I like to joke that I can summarize left-wing messaging in three sentences. Number one, boy, have I got a problem for you. Number two, this is the Titanic. Would you like to buy a ticket? And three, we're the losing team. We lost recently, so you should join us. Most people aren't looking for new problems, shopping for tickets to board a disaster, or looking to join the losing team. In short, if you want people to come to your cause, you need to be attractive. Virginia and her colleagues took this idea very much to heart in settling upon an overarching campaign slogan and brand. They started out with the idea of Nueva Política, New Politics, to highlight their fresh entrance on the scene and draw an implicit contrast to the old guard. But another member of the campaign team, Camila, raised the point that new politics doesn't necessarily mean better politics. Fresh faces could still engage in the same corrupt, self-serving tactics. Indeed, one of the core challenges this and any campaign faces is cynicism, a completely justified feeling from voters that the system is broken. Everything and everyone in it already is or will rapidly become corrupt. Instead of the value-neutral proposition of new politics, they came up with a different concept. Here's José Horacio. Y en inicio, estaba más desarrollado el concepto de la nueva política. Y había otro candidato de... de mi... And at the beginning, the concept of new politics was more developed. And there was another candidate of my party running for mayor of our capital district who talked about new politics. But we understood that the concept of new politics was not enough because being new does not mean being good. We have had new political experiences that were negative. Then we decided that good politics was better aligned with what we wanted to express. The concept of good politics was key because it always generated a lot of attention. Every time I participate in the media, in an interview, they ask me what is good politics? What is it about? And we could demonstrate with content, with concrete actions from our campaign. Soon, Buena Politica became a talking point. They laid this out in an ad called Vamos juntos. Let's go together. En el 2003 agarré mi primera pancarta junto a Yata Bueno, demostrando que la juventud no es indiferente. Las tomé por los aitices y lo mamiranda. Por el 4%. Para rechazar indultos a corruptos. Marché por los derechos de las mujeres. Marché de verde por el fin de la impunidad y en cada lucha nos hemos encontrado. Frente al Congreso o al Palacio Nacional. En el Parque Independencia exigiendo justicia fiscal. O en la Plaza de la Bandera defendiendo la democracia, la justicia y la dignidad del pueblo dominicano. Todas esas luchas las traigo conmigo y ha llegado el momento de llevarlas a donde se toman las decisiones. Sembremos juntos en el Congreso la buena política. In this ad, we see a series of Dominicans from all walks of life, young and old, men and women of every color and background. Each hands the other a flowering plant, symbolizing life, growth, and beauty, while they detail José Horacio's background and the principles and passion that led him to run for office. The ad ends by declaring, together, let's plant La Buena Política in Congress. All of the campaign materials brought the idea of Buena Política to the fore as both slogan and approach to what to prioritize once in office. El número uno estaba en los derechos humanos. 
nuestra defensa y nuestro compromiso con la defensa de la Number one was human rights, our defense and our commitment to defend with the protection of human rights and the role that the state has to guarantee them. In second place, there was the fight against corruption and independent judiciary that is necessary for corruption to be punished. And then one of the things that makes politics the most disenchanting in our society is its opacity. It is lack of transparency. That is one of the things for which most people reject politicians in the Dominican Republic. In a country where politicians handed out tributes to curry favor with voters, Jose Horacio flipped the script on fundraising and solicited contributions from the public. And then the team leaned even farther into this approach, novel to Dominican politics. They publicized where funds came from and how each peso got spent. Then, we say we are going to demonstrate with specific actions our commitment to transparency. And we began to raise funds from citizens, something that is not usually done here. And we are going to have a publication on our social networks every month about what we raise and how we spend it. Then, it will be the first palpable example that differentiates us from the rest of the candidates of back politics. Good politics is transparent, good politics is accountable. It also solved an inherent messaging problem. How do you have a decidedly positive message, a campaign rooted in your values and amplifying your beliefs, while also cutting straight to the heart of the political problem of the day, rampant corruption? Virginia, José Horacio, and Franiel took lessons from their time as activists to spread this affirmative message that served as a balm for and rebuke to what most turned voters off to politics. Yo creo que nosotros estábamos muy conscientes de que we were very aware of that, that we wanted a positive and purposeful campaign in addition to a good vibes tone. Because that precisely breaks the stereotypes of the other ones, of the distant politics, corrupt bad vibes, etc. The campaign took inspiration from movements like the Marcha Verde or Green March. The team also infused an ethos of joyful revelry, visible iconography, and concrete action to engage and inspire. The marches were like a carnival. We used balloons, we used roses in the events we organized. It was very symbolic. People want to be part of things that can be enjoyed, that are pleasant, where you can go with your family, colorful, etc. We held a cleanup day, which was very beautiful. People said, oh, what are these folks up to? Cleaning, how wonderful. And in addition, we connected it at the metaphoric level because we were saying we're cleaning this area the same way we're, gonna, we're going to clean up Congress, the same way we're going to clean up politics. Another great activity we did was a caravan on bicycles. One central element of bad politics in the Dominican Republic are these really expensive caravans where so much money is wasted. It's all about showmanship and it creates so much waste. Those caravans are like a symbol of these extravagant campaigns that people, especially the middle class, really disapprove of. So we did an alternative version on bikes, which is environmental friendly. It doesn't show off. It doesn't dirty anything up. And we also invited people to come and paint a really colorful group mural. So I think that this kickoff really set the tone that we wanted the campaign to have. 
In addition to these events, the campaign employed face-to-face conversations, a form of what is commonly called relational organizing, where you get people together based on the relationships that they already have in their lives and have your message snowball out from there. Here's Frenian. Y con poco tiempo, eh, poder hacer que la gente lo conociera, porque si en, en una campaña, si la gente no te conoce... La... In a short time, we needed to make sure people knew him, because if in a campaign people don't know you, they won't vote for you. We got into a simple face-to-face approach, which was that we met in small groups. We selected people from our circle and asked them to organize people who we understood could be sympathetic to the cause, or to organize a meeting with their neighbor, their brothers, their uncle, their friends, their co-workers. That is, the people they were interacting with. We organized meetings in which there were three people, but there were others with 50 or 40 or 30. And through those encounters, we were able to have an average three to four meetings per week. And then COVID hit and they adapted. What are we going to do when the pandemic strikes? Everything falls apart, but luckily, and unlike other candidates, we had a whole digital platform running which allowed us to use it to our advantage. Really, compared to other candidacies, the strategic use of social media, how we put out the content, how we played with the aesthetics, and also with the assistance of digital advertising, helped us a lot to be able to stand out from the rest. And the campaign achieved its mission. People joined the cause in the spirit of Buena Política. One great example is this song, El Ritmo de la Buena Política, or The Rhythm of Buena Política which was written by Xiomara Fortuna for the campaign. But even if more people were coming to recognize José Horacio, they still needed to understand what he stood for. And the campaign conveyed this by educating potential voters on all aspects of politics. Sobresalir en esa voraginez era muy difícil, o es muy difícil. Standing out in that maelstrom was very difficult. The approach that we took was to do an informative campaign instead of telling people, look, I'm so-and-so and vote for me. Rather, what we did was concentrate on telling people what Congress was what a congressman does, what the deputies and the obligations of a congressman are. And then through that, that was like the hook for the people to pay attention to us. And when the people were paying attention, we would say to them, ah, well, look, I want to be a representative to do this and this. And if you like that, support me. Symbolism was a huge part of transmitting their message. Viral moments that set them apart visually and harken back to the point of their campaign to make a better future for all through politics. In the Dominican Republic, lawmakers hand out funds at their discretion to their constituents. This can be anything from giving out refrigerators on Mother's Day to baskets around Christmas time. 
Dominicans refer to these political patronage handouts derisively as barrilito, or little barrel, and cofrecito, or little coffer. And so the campaign came up with an ingenious, media-savvy way to show, not tell, they were smashing corruption. A nosotros se nos ocurrió tomar un barril, literal, un barril de eso donde se... It occurred to us to take a literal barrel, one of those where alcohol and rum are aged, and put it in front of the Congress and destroy it. And that act logistically for a campaign was very simple. However, that was the first time we achieved media coverage because it was very difficult to achieve media coverage for a minority party. We got a lot of impact on the networks, and I think that's why due to the strength that this has for people. Seeing that barrel broken apart attracted a lot of attention. And finally, election day was approaching. And the team knew that in the Dominican Republic, getting the most votes wasn't actually enough to win office. Pero también sabíamos por la experiencia de 2016 que República Dominicana... We also knew from the experience of 2016 that in the Dominican Republic, you can win with votes. These are elections. But if you do not have people at the polling stations at the moment of the count who are there defending your votes, you did nothing. Because the culture is that the delegates of the majority party steal them. They literally tell you, I, that little party got so many votes, but we are not going to let that vote go to waste. Half for you and half for me. It works a little bit like that in the Dominican Republic. And we knew it. And we also said that we were not going to make a lot of effort to win votes if on election day, they won't count them. So from the beginning, we proposed that we had to have an army of delegates defending our votes on election day. This political reality was bad enough, but then things took a turn for the worse. Suddenly, for the first time ever in the country's democratic history, the government suspended the municipal elections scheduled to take place before the congressional races in which José Horacio was running. The team had gone to various polling places at 5 a.m. that day, and at 10 a.m., the president of the Central Electoral Board went on live television to announce that the elections could not proceed. The electronic voting machines, in use for the first time, weren't working. So that created a scenario of total uncertainty about the democratic future of the country. And for us, it was a challenge, an obstacle. That was something unexpected because all along we were waiting for the municipal elections to pass so that people would put their full attention on the congressional race. And therefore, we would begin to see more support for the campaign. And even though this was a roadblock, in Buena Política fashion, the campaign actually turned the situation to their advantage. Eso genera una crisis política. That created a political crisis that I feel ended up, to a certain point, benefiting the campaign because we were part of the protests that took place since that first night. The night the suspension of the municipal election was announced, the team went to the Plaza de la Bandera a central square in the capital city, in front of the electoral committee to protest. It started out the first night as around 50 to 100 people, and the next night it doubled, and the next after that, and so on. Until there came a point at the end of that week that those protests became massive, 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 and we were there from day one. Jose Horacio was there, and there was an atmosphere generated. 
they saw him take up a certain leadership and also it created the conditions for more people to pay attention to what was going on in the electoral reality and to take part in the initiative that we put together later, the Guardians of Democracy. As mentioned, simply getting more votes isn't how you win elections in the Dominican Republic. The major parties relied upon a network of poll watchers paid to oversee the count in each site and contest any attempts to get rid of or swap votes. But Jose Horacio's campaign didn't have the funds to pay people to do this. And anyway, this would undermine their entire approach of doing away with patronage politics. And so they recruited volunteers by the hundreds to serve as vote count observers. They named them Guardianes de la Democracia, Guardians of Democracy, and once again availed themselves of the power of symbols, outfitting these volunteers in t-shirts modeled on the superheroes, Guardians of the Galaxy. The Guardianes spent two full weeks over long days at the election center for the district, where all of the votes are sent, and reviewed for any errors. They defended every vote, not just the ones for their candidate, and earned the respect of the entire electoral commission and the opposition parties. And once again, the Guardianes showed Buena Politica to be far more than a campaign slogan. It was a deep commitment to the democratic process itself. The initiative of the Guardians of Democracy generated a sense of identity that gives us a lot of strength. In other words, people felt part of something important and something valuable and that they were on the side of an army in defense of democracy. It really was that. And at the time, that was what people were looking for. And our expectation is to multiply that initiative and effort for the next election. And then finally, in July of 2020, José Horacio became a diputado, a member of the lower house of the Dominican legislature from the first constituency of the capital city. And it got emotional. Wow. Para mí, lo, de lo que yo me siento más orgulloso es del equipo que se construyó. Fue un equipo extraordinario. Wow. For me, what I'm most proud of is the team that was built. It was an extraordinary team. And if this teamwork was not done, we would not have been able to achieve the results we achieved. The commitment, the devotion, the dedication with which so many people took on this project makes me feel extremely proud. I believe that good politics is a collective action. It is not an individual action. And to have built a group of so many committed, dedicated, selfless people, willing to dedicate time and resources to a cause that transcends us, makes me unbelievably proud. And that is rare in the Dominican Republic. There is no such custom. And the fact that we could have done it that in the Dominican Republic makes me feel extremely proud. This was an entirely improbable win not just for this one campaign, but really for upending how electoral races are run in the Dominican Republic. Every member of the team echoed that the greatest achievement of the campaign wasn't the win. It was the way the campaign was run. Y nosotros desde un principio hablamos muy consciente de que, de que... And from the beginning, we spoke very consciously that we knew that losing was a possibility. And if we lost, we lost. But we felt that it was time to make the bet, to give ourselves the opportunity and give the country that opportunity 
And in fact, that was also important because nobody believed that it was possible to win. Nobody who knew about politics, nobody who was in politics, nobody who does analyses and knows the Dominican political history was going to tell you that a minority party in the Dominican political culture, which is so clientelistic based on the strength of party structures, which steals votes, etc., was going to win. A minority party had no chance. And in fact, in 20 years, a minority party had not won a seat except in alliance with a majority party. So we knew that it was very difficult, that officially it couldn't be done. But we also knew within ourselves that there was a chance and that we had to give it our all. La victoria de, de esta campaña es, es, es innegable. The victory of this campaign is still undeniable. And I think I told Jose Horacio when we saw each other at about 9 or 8 in the morning. It was the first moment we met that day, and I told him. I remember saying that verbatim. Whatever the results, we won. We had already won because we had run a campaign the way we wanted. Words to Win By is a Wonder Media Network production. The show is produced by Grace Lynch, Brittany Martinez, and Sundas Hassan Nuli. With editorial support from Ale Tejeda, Carmen Borca Carrillo, Liz Brown, Anthony Torres, and Jillian Marcellus. Our executive producers are Jenny Kaplan and me, Anat Shanker Osorio. Our theme music is written by T.R. Ritchie, produced and arranged by Dan Leone. Special thanks to Chari Velasquez for the translation. Thanks to Suariza, Jerry Diaz, and Danny Baez for their voiceover talent. If your words don't spread, they don't work, so please let others know and rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. A song is somewhere to begin To search for something worth believing in If changes are to come There are things that must be done And a song is somewhere to begin The COVID-19 pandemic showed us how a microscopic virus could upend our lives. There is so much out there that we need to understand. But for every threat, there are heroes working at the edges of science and policy to protect us. I'm Dr. Abdul El-Sayed, former Detroit Health Director and host of Crooked Media's America Dissected. Every episode, I talk to the doctors, scientists, culture makers, and policy leaders who are working out new ways to protect us against our biggest threats. New episodes of America Dissected every Tuesday. Listen on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.